Hello and welcome to podcast number six uh, in our obviously fascinating series of <laughs> discussions, uh, small amount of knowledge somewhere hidden uh, away. Speak for yourself. I am. Good. Yeah, I am. So, I've been dying to do this one because uh, we want to talk about health versus fitness and I'm particularly interested in muscle loss. So being very slightly older Which than you. Which is called what? Oh, I want to call it psychopenia, but no. it's sarcopenia, uh, isn't it? Yes, very good. It's yes. only taken you. <laughs> taken me about three weeks to learn that. Yeah. Anyway, so, so uh, yes, I am fascinated by not losing muscle. Because otherwise you're going to lose muscle and die. I don't. Yeah, I think I think it's the definition is age-related muscle loss. Is it? For, is it? And like skeletal muscle loss. Yeah. I think. Yes. So, um, and it has actually inspired me to do a lot more. Well, we'll discuss it in a minute, but it's a lot more like isolated, twenty press-ups, some pull-ups on the door, maybe the odd run up and down the stairs a couple of times, just odd bits of very small amount of exercise through the day mm. so we'll go into that later yeah so I think our starting point and I think you'll lead away with this is healthy versus fit was well, yeah so the whole the, I would say that we have we're learning to exercise for health rather than to be fit yeah so let's try and explain that a bit so, more because yeah, well, it's taken us a while go on to, do to it. say that so the world for like when Arthur was doing his um, PE, the GCSE PE, we were looking through um, definitions of fitness and health and things. And the World Health Organization, which I think is it's a it's a pretty sound principle actually, states that health is a state of complete physical, mental, and social well-being, and not merely the absence of disease or infirmity. And they also make it quite clear that you can be fit and not healthy, but you can't really be. Healthy. healthy and not not fit but only yeah. to a certain level so we're not talking about elite athletes here we're just and i think this is where a lot of us get into trouble is we are trying to mimic because it's so easy to see them on social media or you, you follow a particular sport and and you see people that are training to within an inch of their life every day and they're in this two or three or four or maybe even longer uh, sort of period of years where they're they're absolute optimum performance and uh, to try and have a lifetime of optimum performance is mm. is optimistic if not foolhardy because your body can't do it it will rebel at it, some it point was, you know, coming out of the 70s and 80s now are all these athletes um, particularly the endurance ones with heart problems strained their hearts yeah, yeah. so it's it's getting this balance I think of maybe occasionally um setting a goal so i don't know you want to might want to run a sub 330 marathon that's probably at the very top end or it could be as simple as running a 10k uh less than 50 yeah. minutes 45 minutes yeah. 40 minutes you're not going to break any records but hopefully you'll be happy enough with that performance and and depending on how old you are it could be a bloody good performance i do, and i think that having goals is a good thing because I used to have goals and I did it wrong. So I stopped having goals completely. Mm. But it 
sort of makes it a bit aimless. I mean, it's not aimless in as much as I now want to have um, my exercise, my formal exercise is in order to keep me healthy. So that, Mm. but, but it would be nice to go to say, right, I want to run the park run in X amount. Yeah. Well, that, but uh, but it scares me because I was so ill. How do I manage that? Yeah. So so you and I are probably at the opposite ends of the exercise. Uh, what would you call it? Um, not even ability. Nothing to do with ability. It's how our body reacts to it, isn't it? Yeah. So so I'm lucky, I think, because I can go and do stuff, and I might get a bit tired. Some days I'll be better than others, but it doesn't it doesn't particularly make me ill or knacker me whereas if you do something out of your your yeah. sort of safety zone yeah. if that's what you want to call it yeah. or your 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 if you really really push yourself you're ill basically mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you've managed to prove that on many occasions <laughs> so you are just we are just different and, and it's another indication of how we are all so individual we are and and to a certain degree you can look at genetics for that and mm. and whilst <laughs> It's a scale. Don't even you just. It's, there's a scale of like mild mirth to absolute hilarity. The fact that I actually am supposed to have short. I have got the short twitch muscle fibers, so I'm supposed to sprint. It's like yeah. So that and I think that probably. I don't think you got that memo, yeah. did you? <laughs> it. Uh, <laughs> it. It doesn't. It doesn't happen for me. No. Yeah, so, but the flip side of that is, I love running, but I can't do it for too long and too fast. No, you can't. No, it, and it really does. Yeah. If you do too much, it really does. Yeah. You really pay the price. Yeah. Hmm. So, you we do have to. I think we've all learned over the last few years that you have to set some very very realistic targets for yourself. Otherwise, you are in danger of making yourself ill. Yeah. At which point, you won't be able to do any running or anything else because you would just be... Yeah, and I suppose the other thing to point out, particularly at this time of year, when we're all prone to overindulgence, is that you can never outrun or out-anything, exercise-wise, a bad diet. So this podcast isn't about slimming down or anything like that because 80% of that is going to be what you eat. Yes. So it's, it is this nothing is, to do with is, exercising no, for dietness. No. This is exercising for well-being, yeah. health and well-being. Yeah. And yes, and I, a couple of years ago, I decided I would run a minimum of 5K every day. Oh, was it in December? It was. Yeah, and every day I ran a minimum of 5K. And at the end of December, I was ill. <laughs> <laughs> so that I haven't done that again, no. believe it or not. And, uh, well, you were getting ill, and you still didn't stop. No, it really didn't suit me, did it? I think you need a rest. It was either that, or it must have come at the end of a busy year or something. <laughs> uh, I think I'm just making excuses now. Yeah. Anyway, it didn't suit. So we won't be doing that again. No, we won't. And so um, we've sort of discovered along the way, the last couple of years, Dr. Maffetone and his yeah. views on running, and, and they are very, oh, very oh, different. Uh, uh, health. Yeah. And uh, health. Uh, uh, fitness. And your, yeah. So the golden rule for most of your training, well, not most, but that you, is, is 180. Your heart rate should be 180 minus your age. And you that is the fat burning zone that you should stay in um, for 
well, I can't remember the percentage. It's quite a high percentage of your training. Yeah, that'll be 80%, say, or, or even more. Um, and that is absolutely crucial because as soon as you go over that, you, I mean, and there, but I say as soon as you, if you're, if you are an elite athlete, you add, you take off 10 or something, don't you? But if you're ill or whatever it is, you have to add, oh, the other way around. It's the other you know, way around. Yeah, so yeah, you yeah. would, you would have a, you'd allow yourself a higher heart rate yeah. if you're some sort of elite athlete yeah. or, or you're running. Yeah. Above. But if you've been ill or you are under the weather, you take Keep off five, you, do, well. you know, that is quite, but you want to stay in that fat burning zone. You don't want to go into the black hole of cardio, which is what they call it, where you're st stressing your body. Um, and so this whole thing, yes, is you just picked up on it there. So when you are in that black hole of cardio and you're running at 90% or 95% of, of flat out and, and you're doing that every day as you're training. So if, if your 10K time is, is, is 45 minutes, you're trying to run 46 or 47 or 48 minute pace all the time, then you are just stressing yourself and your body it, well it just, will just throw its hands up in the end and tell you I'm not doing that yeah. anymore because it's, it's really yeah. not happy it's not in a good state these are all the wrong hormones you you know and then that's thanks Winky that's the um, that's uh, people well, not only do you get ill but you get injuries and mm. you just it's really it's really hard to describe it but I see it all the time and people laugh at me because I run really slowly and you are no better at laughing at me than yeah. anybody else but you, but people do, and I, you get all sorts of comments like, oh, slow down, you're going too fast, and all this kind of whatever. But the bottom line is, I've been doing this for, what, 18 months, two years, and I have not had to stop at any point. I've not right. had to take an injury break, I've not had to take a, a, a break because I'm overtraining, nothing. And I can go out for an hour and a half quite happily and get on with the rest of my day now, mm. maybe twice a week. Uh, with that I might do a 40 minute and a 30 minute as well so I can go out for four days a week and be okay and I watch everybody around me and, you know, particularly January coming up you, I'll start to see them all out for the first time and they'll be pegging it along and they'll be sweating and they'll be you know sweats the answer good for them yeah. but they'll drop you know by, in, in, by March there won't be any of them left or no. if they are you know if there are they'll be wondering why all of that fitness that they gained in the first two weeks has started to drop off. Why they're starting to put weight on, yeah. and then they'll have to go faster, or they'll have to, or they'll have to go further, and it goes on and on and on. Yeah, so it's it's trying to get I think in your mind the fact that to go out and have a controlled run where you could just possibly I say run forever. You obviously couldn't run forever, but you feel like yeah. you could carry on and yeah. on and on and you're not yeah. pushing it, you're not pushing this last hill, you're not pushing whatever. You are keeping in a very controlled uh, state and your heart rate is obviously that that uh, much much lower than your flat out heart rate. Um is is that appears to be what is is the best for you for lots of your training runs. Mm -hmm. So Leading on from that, you're allowed a wow, a workout of the week, and I think that's also part of part of, of, of what you have to do in this whole program. So you, you train very, very easily, very, very easily, and once a week you go... You can, you don't have to. No, you, you don't have to. Do, well, I like it, but I do that one. Run. Yeah. But you can go flat out, and, and then you that should be easier. But you probably need a sprint session about every seven to ten days, and but if yep. you're not feeling up to it, don't do it. Nope. Um, and... 
So, so what we've we got a bit garbled there. So what we're saying is, most of the time you're you're running yeah. very easily. You're running well under. Your... Or, or whatever exercise you choose to do. Oh yeah, sorry. We yeah. just concentrate on running. Bike, cycling, whatever. Cycling, whatever, and then mix in with that every week, week and a half, maybe maximum two weeks. You do some sprints, and there doesn't need to be very many. And we'll talk about them in a minute. And probably two, three strength, and that can be a strength session can be as little as quarter of an hour. Yep. Yeah, throw around some kettlebells or, or yeah. something or, or similar, or your own body, body weight. weight. Yeah, uh, yeah. So and then, Mark system will use the plank, yeah. elbow Squats. plank, won't he? It's like on your elbows, not yeah. up in press-up position. Um, so planks, press-ups, pull-ups, and squats. Yeah. And those are the four primal essential movements that give your body all the right signals to stay strong. And... It's much more difficult to do those properly than to go to the gym and fiddle around with a few weights, yeah, and yeah. fool yourself, because yes, there's a lot of equipment at the gym which uh, disguises the fact that people aren't actually putting in much effort. I'm afraid. Okay. Not that I use them very no, often. I, I wouldn't. Know. I don't really know about the gym at all. So. No, but it is. If you can't lie, when you're when you're on your tenth push-up. And you're looking towards doing twenty or thirty. Yeah, uh, it is pretty tough. Yeah, but it can be pretty tough. Same with pull-ups. Actually, if you've got your feet off the <laughs> ground and your chin isn't oh. going over the bar, that's also very obvious. So um, yeah, yeah. I'm fairly convinced I'm coming down with something at the moment because I couldn't even do what I normally do yesterday. Couldn't do them at all. No. Well, I think as oh. you become more attuned to your body, then you know when it's a good day and an easy day yeah. and you also know when it's not yeah and so yeah i came back home with something didn't i mm -hmm. but i think i think that uh, yeah i think the learning of the not doing yes is huge yeah. and the recovery time and so if you have done a strength workout a hard strength workout or you have done the sprints give yourself a break you're yeah. doing more harm than good by trying to do something the next day and and it, it's it for 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 people that love exercise that's a really really hard thing to hear and you might and you psychologically feel like you're letting yourself down but you're not you absolutely are not because you get into this cycle um of sort of needing that adrenaline fix needing the endorphins, this thing is the endorphins um, and, and what happens is you just knacker yourself because you you feel great for the first hour and afterwards, or the, maybe even up until the early afternoon, and then you're just done in. Well, I think the, the, the thing that we've not touched on is, is it actually affects your immune system, doesn't it? And it, it greatly affects your body's ability to fight off yeah. anything that is... It's the old stress bucket again. Well, so it is a stress bucket, yes. But it, it, it you know, if you're going down with a cold or you're trying to fight off a cold, yeah. and, and often if you're on a fairly clean diet and, and you're looking after yourself, you've got every chance of fighting off a cold rather than succumbing to it yeah. and taking to your bed or anything, then over-exercising or exercising hard when you're not well will give that cold or that virus or whatever it is... A way in. It'll give it a way in, yeah. yeah. And then you really pay the price for it because you might be ill for two or three or four days. Yeah. So best not to do it. But, as we say, it's very difficult to do. It is. Um... So I suppose on the back of that one is the whole gym bunny thing and the active couch potato syndrome and that can lead us on to the talk of like every day. Okay. So the research has shown that 
somebody that goes to the gym for an hour every day and then does nothing so they could have a desk job and then they get home and they sit in front of Netflix um, their overall mortality and a disease risk is the same as somebody that's not bothered with that hour in the gym mm. this 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 we expect a lot from this hour in the gym don't we I, I say yeah. I'm not a fan of the gym anyway because I think often it, it masks what you're doing yeah. so the counter to that is that you so in my Keep coaching, moving all yeah, the time. In my coaching, this is what I try and yeah. impress on everybody is just to keep moving all as much as you can. We are designed to keep moving, and when we are tired, we will sit down and then we will get up and we will walk again. But we don't know when we're tired anymore, no. um, and we have to do this artificial fitness exercise stuff because our lives are so sedentary. So it's all mm. artificial. But I think what we're trying to say is that a whole day of low level moving around, I don't know, maybe doing a bit of gardening, certainly something like well, gardening's great, yeah, yeah doing yeah. a bit of patio laying or something, well, absolutely terrific. Well, it probably bit, is a bit more, but but something that's got some some real work in it, spread over the whole eight or ten hours of the day, is going to do you a lot more good yeah. than these sudden bursts of flat out. Uh, exertion yeah at, at regular intervals that's the trouble with the gym bunny thing or yeah. the like the, the the classic triathlete that will go out for two hours on his bike or her bike and mm. the next day do the swim and the next day do the run and that will be it and they you know you feel great because you've done your exercise but actually you're not doing yourself any favors at all no but it is it's, that's that's difficult because we we have partly been brought up to think that these hours or, or these training yeah. sessions yeah. are they, again, they are I the be all and end all we are not talking about elite elite athletes no. here <laughs> no it's very easy to go yeah but and, and we're also not like we were saying at the very start there is we're talking about people who are looking to exercise for the next 10 20 30 40 whatever mm. years it's a this is a long-term thing mm. and and as i was saying at the very start is if you're going to be an elite athlete it will only it'll be a transitory state because then other people will come along in their prime and and you will be mm. falling slightly off your prime mm. so you can't keep it forever no. uh, but yeah but for us now looking at our so anyone who's not familiar with this i am uh, looking to live to 120 patron of the 120 club um which funnily enough we're all you know you're all invited to join really uh people don't often think about they're so lucky aren't they yeah well they they are yeah but it's a you know it's a massive gift to yourself if you were aiming for 80 and now you're aiming for 120 that's a whole extra 40 years that your wife can be making your lunch and <laughs> mopping the dribble from your mouth oh, no well that moves on to the next part is we're definitely not looking to be an unhealthy no and, no, no. live uh, well drop down dead yeah uh, and we're not looking to be any sort of burden on anyone is uh, if we are going to aim for that sort of uh, longevity it needs to be in a very healthy and mark's just taking a very big sigh at that point yeah <laughs> of relief i hasten to add yeah um so so aiming for the 120 and looking at this muscle loss is how do you keep exercise at the right level so that you're not uh, over-exercising, but how do you keep exercise at a sufficient level so you're not losing muscle? Because the natural state is for your body, as we understand it, certainly these days, is, is for your body to gradually lose muscle and lose certainly lose tone and lose muscle volume. Yeah, I, I, I would say that anthropology 
anthropologists would say that wasn't the case. Right. You, do you mean for sort of indigenous caveman. tribe and caveman? Yeah. You know, so Grok, yeah. as as, as yeah. Mark would refer yeah. to him as, he he wouldn't have done that. No, he would have been yeah. out walking, yeah. catching his food, yeah. doing and stuff when, right when to they, the end. And when well, when they were when they were the elders and they didn't go out and do the hunting, they were still busy. Yeah. So okay, so they'd have had slightly lighter duties, yeah. but they still would have been uh, out and about because. Yeah. Yeah, I find it very easy to be out and about. I much prefer to be doing stuff. Yes. But I'm just not... I'd like to be certain... Oh, please, can't. <laughs> Shh. Um, I'd like to be certain that I'm doing enough and I don't want to discover that I'm not doing enough by wasting away because I think it'll be even... Yes, we've had a quite a, a sharp lesson in our lives over the last couple of weeks of somebody that we know with quite a bad case of sarcopenia. Yeah. So um, can't even get out of the chair. Yeah at the moment yeah and so that's not good uh so it has uh, acted as a bit of a wake-up call and yeah. i suppose we're just trying to um to pass on that uh that that, that, that sort of enthusiasm for getting to the bottom of it really um and and we will be trying over the next months and years i think i personally will definitely be trying to monitor my own strength and, and my yes. own muscle mass yeah. because You've commented before that I used to be much bigger around the chest and things. Yeah. And so, I don't know, I don't know if it's getting older or whether it's the fact that I spend what more time in, more time in front of a, a desk, but something has done for me and I've definitely got a lot smaller. Yeah, well, I don't think we knew. No, okay. I, I certainly don't think we knew the importance of staying strong. Like, um, no, actually, that's true. It is a relatively new thing, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so, and for women, particularly with the menopause thing, is to keep your bones strong. So, you know, everybody who knows me knows. You just uh, jump. Jump. Yeah. Jump off chairs, tables, stools, mm. stairs. Yeah. And I suppose in five years' time, you need to have some sort of bone density thing done. And then you'll get a report. Five years. It's a bit mean. Maybe a bit more? No, I just meant you could report back. Oh, well. I, I thought that was a good, uh, a suitable enough... To, uh, length of time to have some meaningful results. Okay. Well, maybe Don't not. Then. Eat the feather. Sorry. Cats. Cat cats decided feather. to join us. Yeah. Good old. Um. You were going to tell us about hits and hurts. Okay. So we all know about hits, don't we? They're the they're the the still the latest fad, I think, and they do definitely have a place because that very short term don't leave the microphone alone. <laughs> that very short term burst uh, is a it's a it's a hormetic stressor so hormetic stressors are good they are mm -hmm. the good stress of sending signals to your body to produce hormones that make you stronger in the long run yeah um, and that's what hits do but just like anything else you can overdo your hits well, I was just going to lead on to that to say that as the popularity has increased, so people seem to think they have to do them for longer and longer. And I think the classic one is the um, is is where you go into the with the cycling, isn't it? And you go in and and you have a whole hour of oh, up on the pedals uh, and spinning. flat out the spinning class, yeah. yeah. And it is just ridiculous, yeah. really. Well, it's, but that's not a hit at that point, is it? No, it's, you not, can it's, it's gone it as past much a, as you hit. Like as a hit, but it yeah. isn't. It's just chronic cardio. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. And maybe once a once a month that would be you know, or once every six months, just go and beat yeah. yourself if that's if that's yeah. a target you want to go for. But you can't do it every day because no. your body won't like it. Yeah. So this new thing is Hertz, which mm. is um, H I R T, which I just discovered and was looking at um, how to spell. Yeah. We've heard it. We've listened to lots about it, but haven't actually seen it. So it's repeat training. So it's high interval repeat training. So the idea is that high interval is repeatable. It's the same. So if I so so when did I do my sprints? The end of last week. So I yep. went out and did my normal run, and within that, I included three sprints. Yeah. Um, but was fully recovered. So back to normal heart rate, everything yep. else before I did it. So within like 40 minutes, I only did three sprints because that's for me, that's how long it takes to recover. And and actually, this isn't really new science because if you look at some of the sprinters, the very best sprinters, oh, they yeah, will they do just do one, maybe one every, sprint a day yeah, yeah. Or, or whatever. They, they do yeah, a load of, of warming up and, and, and warming down and loads of stuff around it. So they might take hours to do it. Yeah. But the chances are they'll all do, only do one really flat out run. They might yeah. do some warm up runs or, or whatever, but they, they yeah. do not just go out and repeat it over and over again. No. And it's that, it, you know, um, people must have done it is is you do the first sprint it's pretty good and the second one's okay and you begin to get a bit tired by the yeah, third by the seventh one. one you're absolutely bloody yeah and and it. you're not really Everything sprinting hurts. properly and you're not you're not got very good form and you know there's no benefit at all to you and that's because you haven't you maybe you can do seven sprints but you might have to recover for five or ten minutes between each yeah. one well, it, that depends on your level of yeah. health and fitness anyway i think anyone has to recover yeah 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 that's that's the whole however point of this fit one, you are it? so it, it doesn't matter what you're doing for me it's sprints because i like the running yeah. but it you know it can be on a yeah elliptical whatever or whatever it is yeah you, you only you only want to do that real one flat out and then you completely just... recover because you want that that interval that you want that sprint or whatever it is to be the same as the last one yeah and you can't do that unless you're completely recovered. And you can't give the proper message to your body. The hormetic stresses. Unless you are absolutely flat out. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's no good doing sort of half-hearted ones. They won't count. Yeah. They won't count the same anyway. No. So it's fascinating that we are beginning to learn a little bit more about how clever our body is at picking up exactly what type of exercise we're doing and the frequency of it and what it will do to build new muscle or to maintain your muscle mass mm. from often quite small amounts of exercise but they have to be absolutely the right ones yeah. to hit that button yeah. and press that right button and, and tell your body to wake up it's, yeah. it's a bit like you jumping you know just that landing and the shockwave going through your bones your body and everything else micro fractures little tiny breaks, just reminds just it makes it stay strong to stay strong it has to heal. just like with muscles that you know the whole yeah. point is you make them bigger because that you're ripping them apart to build them up yeah. it's the same with the bone density yeah so it's very very subtle i think the the bodybuilders were some of the first to experiment with diet with their chicken and rice wasn't it they all used to live on yeah that's, that's anecdotal whey powder and protein powder. oh whey powder and protein powder yeah um but anyway yes it does it can make a massive difference to the success of your exercise just the subtleties of some of these yeah. timings 
and frequency of the various events. So I guess our point would be don't focus on the exercise, do what you do and enjoy it. Yeah. Do what you do and enjoy it. Yeah, but, but, oh, definitely enjoy it. But essentially, sorry, cat's down my back. Ah, what you essentially what you want to do is move as much as possible, and um, we've incorporated like these mini breaks. Um, so if you are sat down, for instance, because you need to do something, get up every quarter of an hour or so. So we've got a pull-up bar in the door in one of the m most used door frames in the house, um, so that it's it's just a competition for us isn't it so like it does as, turn as a into family a it's quite yes. difficult just to walk through it without doing a pull-up um and then like the like the doorstop is an eight kilo kettlebell so you know do 10 squats with a kettlebell that mm. kind of thing and give yourself set yourself mini challenges so my mini challenge was to be able to squat flat-footed properly which i couldn't do three months ago and, yeah. and all of those little things yeah, that's not even so much exercise. That's just no, a no, matter no, of that's, balance that's and health. flexibility yeah. and, and health. Yeah, but those are all longevity markers, aren't they? And, Rather than and there are some really easy things. So if you sit on the floor, cro slightly cross-legged, can you get up without pushing yourself off the floor? Yeah, that's uh, you can't lie with that one either. No. So uh, that's that's a fairly telling one. Yeah. There's loads of stuff, isn't There's, there? Can I, you plank for two minutes? Yeah. You know, that's a, that's, if you can't do that, then you probably want to be practicing a bit more because yeah. that's that's almost like a basic, isn't well, it? Well, that yeah, and those those that's kinds of core. things. So it's all about keeping your core strong because hmm. you, that you need your core for everything. Anything functional needs your and core. I think we will just emphasize again: you don't need to go to the gym to start some exercise. No. You can do a tremendous amount with just a few old weights or your own body weight yeah. in yeah, your own yeah. house. So uh, yeah, don't feel, don't don't keep using the excuse, I've got to get to the gym. And there are all sorts of mini, like little hacks and things. I'm trying to get this, I mean, there are some that cost, like the um, restriction bands. Yeah, we haven't established, we haven't played with them yet, no, have we? No, no, but so you, you restrict blood flow to a muscle, very, by th I think it's 30% restriction, um, and then, and that helps build the muscle up. Yeah, the muscle so thinks it's under the, extreme yes. du duress, yeah. and and so it's it's almost like you're exercising it flat out. Yeah. And then when you take the band off, it will recover and yeah. build a bigger muscle. So for somebody that's got an injury or and can't do stuff, those yeah. that would be. Pretty or somebody that's losing, losing muscle. Losing I think muscle. the chap that we were listening to, he was trying to do it for his parents, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. So um, yeah. And um, the the one that I like is the yeah the ten minute rule. Um, so if you, you can do more obviously, but if you exercise just a gentle walk or whatever it is for 10 minutes after you've eaten, again, you send all the right signals to your body. That's not a hormetic thing, but it's just like you've eaten the food, you need to metabolize it. So mm. instead of being sluggish or whatever it is, it, you know, cause you've just eaten the food and you still want to sit down and have a curse, but override that and walk for 10 minutes and that will keep your metabolism in in food burning mode rather than storage mode I, I think you improve that whole wanting to sit down after you've eaten if you cut out some of the yeah yeah some of the less clean foods yeah we but say. we're not talking about food we're not we? talking about food today no okay are we done yeah i think that's fascinating not only that we've 
probably come full circle from trying to run flat out all the time and beat everyone all the time mm. at everything mm. and and it's only the the quickest time or the or the the hardest race that makes any difference that that's been a massive change yeah and i think the fact that you can do these things that you love like the running for me um and then get on with the rest of your life mm. than... so there's, i've got a couple of things in my mind for the future so the the oldest person to have cycled from Lansing to John O'Groats at the moment is 81 years old so that's obviously you know what I'm aiming for 82 I think she took 17 days so that's something to beat as well mm -hmm. and then we've just been reading an article in Runner's World or something like that about the the old boy who's 99 and is part of a relay team over in the, in America and uh, I think his his best split time this year because he still records everything and that's not a bad thing to do actually because it does give you massive insight as the years go by into how well, your training is going you know, whatever you're talking about in my thing you want it to be measurable yeah it's it is important well his mile is very measurable it's yeah, 1147 exactly. you know and and so now anyone who's 99 out there and listening that's your target i feel <laughs> and it certainly will be my target yeah I think we're so much, we, we are lucky now that we've got things like the park run, which is free. Yeah. And, and it just gives you that opportunity every week at no cost. There's no gym membership. There's no nothing else. You can go down. You can meet with like-minded people. You've got opportunity to keep a, a constant diary because it's always online of your results as to how you're doing. And, and I know, for instance, young Mark has just started running. The first week he was with me, which would have been... 25 minutes he's now up with Bert which is 21 or 22 minutes I mean he's come on phenomenally well he's obviously Mark Alexander oh, okay. he's obviously naturally talented in running and he didn't realize it and it took the park run and, and a few sessions there for him just to think oh, I can do this and I can do this even better and yeah. and so that's brilliant absolutely yeah. brilliant to see people come to it probably from from the couch often and and you see them two or three or four or five years down the line and suddenly they're really enjoying it it's very much part of their life they're probably looking fitter healthier everything else absolutely brilliant yeah 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 so and um, just to finish then so your goal for the new year is oh my goal is to regain some upper body strength and certainly some muscle mass i would like to be uh i would like to be tight in my boat club blazer which is a good measure of where I was um, 40 years ago, which is when I bought it, and where I am now. Okay. I, that wasn't what you said the other day. What did I say the other day? Well, you weren't going to do so much, and then you were going to try and do a good... Oh, well, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to do, so I'm definitely cutting down on the running. Yeah, but then you were going to get back into it to do the good time in the park run. Oh, yeah, well, so, but that might even not be next year. I can, oh, I can well, see that, it as being okay. an even longer event is okay. because the last time that I ran really well was when I did the Windsor half and then I came back and did a couple of PBs for the park run and that was because I'd followed I was up I was only up in Bristol and it was very easy work so I went out every night and I was doing kilometer splits and really got into it for about two or three months mm. and yeah and that's the sort of I think that two or three months of, of really hard training leading up to a race would be great to go and do again yeah. but i'm not even sure it'll be next year okay. only because i'm so busy okay. mm. so in the fallback for that is right work on the chest okay what's your aim well thank you for asking no that's all right it's fine <laughs> i was coming to that i had realized so yeah so for me it is definitely on the back of this 
family sarcopenia crisis strength. And I would like to see if I could look um, not like a bodybuilder or whatever it is, but have definition. you got got a lot of definition. Okay, more definition. Fine. When not in not engaged in strength training, if that makes sense, because obviously I can see Muscles, my biceps or whatever when I'm using them. Yeah. But I would like it to be, I, I, and it's just an experiment, and I have a plan, and so we'll see. But mm. that will the, the the flip side of that is it will involve me not running, oh, yeah. which I'm going to find really hard. Yeah, yeah. So you're going to swap some of your running for yeah. some strength training. Yeah. Okay, well, we'll see what um, see what 2020 brings for us all then, yeah. really. And uh, hopefully some more podcasts. Yeah, well, anyone we who's, hope so. <laughs> yeah, well, we're enjoying them. Anyone who's got to the end of this, thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. See you next time. Okay, bye. Bye-bye.